Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Erios. Hi, I'm Maribel May, and you're listening to the second season of the Complete Woman series, Complete Joy. Make sure to check out the follow-up series, The Complete Man, a spin-off, The Complete Wedding, and coming December 3rd, The Complete Christmas. The Complete series is now a part of the Erios Network and available wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy! Episode 6, Facing Your Fears, Turning Nervous Nancy into Fearless Fiona. Hello, and welcome back to Complete Joy with Maribel May. It's been quite a learning journey, but you've made it to the end. Or is it just the beginning? Let's find out as we dive into Chapter 6, Living Life to the Fullest. Jump and the net will appear. Death, bears, lions, failure, murder, ghosts, sharks, small spaces, water chestnuts are some of the things in life I'm not afraid of. In fact, I consider myself a pretty emboldened woman. I take risks daily. Why, just yesterday, I served lettuce wedges with Russian dressing as an entree. And today, I'm wearing my mustard day cape with a lava red lip. Now, I know you're saying, but Maribel, you don't leave the house on Wednesdays, so what does it matter? Well, you're right. But I do have to face the judgment of my basset hound, Chuck. He's quite the fashion critic. And if he doesn't like something, he lets you know. You don't even want to hear about the dirty doggy things he did to my lime green vinyl raincoat. Let's just say, it's a good thing it's waterproof. But I haven't always been like this, oh no. When I was a little girl, I'd jump at the sound of a knife stabbing. Why, every time we would leave the house, I would cling to my mother's dress like damp bath tissue to a harlot's high heel. I was scared of everyone and everything, from the ice cream man's jingles to Mrs. Dubonsky's yellow canary. I was even convinced that my own shadow was out to get me. And where did these fears come from? Nothing bad ever happened to me. Well, not since the time Mother forgot to pick me up from choir practice and I had to spend the night alone in the church, hiding behind the tabernacle and surviving on the body and blood of Jesus Christ. I haven't been able to take communion since. In fact, most of my childhood fears spawned from my own parents' neuroses. It's natural that as parents we try to instill a sense of dread into our children. We're just trying to keep those little critters alive. Why, if they don't know the stove is hot, How will they know not to stick their face on it? But at a certain point, when one reaches adulthood, you have to let go of these fears. Why, if you're 22 and still have a fear of hot stoves, how will you bake your husband's birthday cake? Now, here are some common warnings my parents gave to me, and I, in turn, have passed them down to my children, Judy and the male one. Take a listen. 
Maribel, don't touch the hot stove. Maribel, don't stay in the sun too long. Look both ways before you cross the street. Oh, don't fill up on bread. It's full of razors. Maribel, don't put that in your mouth. Watch out for Native Americans. Maribel, wipe the other way. Always have a white brim hat on, always. Maribel, get down from that tree. You'll fall and catch your death. Don't eat yellow snow. Don't drink yellow water. Eat red snow. Never close your eyes when you sleep. Don't sing. Keep those songs inside You'll you. You'll never get a husband if you keep singing like With that. With a voice like that, it's a good thing you're pretty. Music is the devil's tinderbox. Ladies don't sing. Thank goodness none of my parents' warnings stuck with me and continue to affect me to this day. We all know that a woman's brain is 86% more sensitive to fear than that of a man's. And I didn't just make that number up. It came to me in a vision. And I know why. You see, God designed men to be risk-takers. That's why they chase bad guys, fight in wars, and put out fires. It's also why they commit crimes, start wars, and light things on fire. And that's not to say men are more valuable than women. Oh, no. We are, in fact, much more valuable than men because we are always pregnant. Without women, men would have to start bearing the children, and then they wouldn't fit into their pants. It would be an utter disaster. Having a small amount of practical caution keeps your old ticker going, and that's a terrific thing. If we all pranced around thinking we could do anything we set our minds to, well, half of us would be eaten by bears. Although, I'm almost positive that I could be very good friends with the bear. I also truly believe that I am immune to all poisons. I've never had the chance to put that one to the test, unless you count my Aunt Richo's ham and bananas hollandaise. The funny thing about fear, besides the fact that it rhymes with rear, is that it can be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Sometimes, the energy we spend worrying about our greatest fears actually manifests them. For instance, before my wedding day, I was so terrified I would develop an unsightly blemish that I spent days praying to God to spare me the dishonor. Well, I was so busy praying that I literally drank no water and ate only crackers, which caused me to break out in terrible hives. I ended up wearing a tribal mask my father brought back from the Congo as a souvenir under my bridal blusher. Freck was none the wiser. And I know I'm not the only woman who experiences this. Just listen to a letter I received. Dear Maribel, when I was a little critter, my granddaddy used to bathe me in the well. He'd lower me down in the basket, give me a few good dunks, and pull me on up. It was very exciting. But for the one time I fell out of the basket and had to spend a fortnight treading water and snacking on what seemed to be wet lettuce. Ever since this experience, I've had a great fear of being submerged in water. Well, this was no issue until I moved into a new home and had only a tub for bathing. The first night, my anxiety got the best of me, and instead of having a bubble bath, I cried myself to sleep in the empty soaker. And guess what? Woke up in a warm salt bath in my own tears. Is that irony? Is it? Love, Martha Beaklittle. Yes, Martha, that's irony. Now, what if I told you that I can help you overcome all of your fears in two easy steps? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it is not. Step one, identify your fears. Many of our deepest, darkest fears are buried far within our subconscious. And these fears might only show their ugly faces when we're at our most vulnerable. That's right, when we're in dreamland. I met with a male psychologist, Dr. Freudenwagen, to analyze my dreams. The results were shocking. Take a listen. 
In my experience, most women are afraid of snakes. Huh, I never thought of that. Well, you're not a doctor. That's true. Men are very complicated beings and they are afraid of multitudes of things, but women are generally just always afraid of snakes. That makes sense. Yeah, so Maribel, tell me about your dreams. Well, last night I had a funny one. More, please. Well, I was standing on a stage. More than that, please. In an auditorium filled with people. Oh, very interesting. And I had this funny feeling inside of me, like I, like I needed to let it out. And then all of a sudden, my husband Freck, my daughter Judy, and the son showed up, and they each grabbed one of my limbs. Oh, like a snake. And they started pulling on me. Like a snake. And they pulled me so hard that my body broke apart into four different pieces. Four snakes. And my intestines spilled out all over the stage. Arzo, more like snakes. Keep going. You're breaking through. And inside my intestines were little music notes. Kind of snakes. I had something to say, but no one wanted to hear it. But what does this have to do with snakes? I don't know. You're the one who keeps bringing up snakes. That's a very snake thing to say. Well, apparently I'm scared of snakes. Oh, finally she admits it. You're the one obsessed with snakes. Don't project on me, young lady, and turn around. This is Freudian. Why can't I ever see your face? Because I'm a priest. Well, I have to go take my cake out of the oven. Same time next week? Always. Snake you later. Well, I knew that my fear of snakes would one day ruin my life, so I decided to take the very obvious next step in overcoming my fear. Step two, face your fear. That's right. The only way to conquer my fear of snakes was to look one in the eye and say, I'm not afraid of you, snake. I elicited the help of my ever non-supportive husband and children to accompany me on this fateful journey. I knew... In order to be the perfect person and attain complete joy, I had to do it. So I wore comfortable shoes and headed down to Gary Nesbitt's Pet Shop of Horrors. Take a listen. Now I know we don't celebrate Mother's Day in this family because Freck doesn't agree with the politics of it. It's not like I replaced it with another Father's Day. Well, today it's all about Mommy, all right? Today Mother's going to face her fears. Well, I'm simply agog to see what that's got in store. I never knew, but apparently the doctor says I'm very afraid of snakes. Who's doctor? My head doctor, Judy. You'll see him one day. And what kind of snakes? Why, we live in the suburbs. Well, that's how we're going over to the pet store. Gary Nesbitt's Pet Shop of Horrors. The fellow who runs the Halloween costume store? Yes, that's right. He runs all the local businesses. Teaches my second grade class whenever Mrs. Mamuzzi's out of town. Mrs. Mamuzzi's always having trouble. She sure is. Last time I saw her, she had part of her head shaved, and it was lathered up with some kind of conductant. I'll bet she's taking shocks on the regular. It's all the rage. It's called immersion therapy. And if I just hold a snake, look it in the eye for three seconds, my fear will be gone. Hold on. No wife of mine is going to go toe-to-toe with a reptile. Is this a poisonous snake? Venomous? Lethal? Harmless what? Well, let's see. We're here now. Gary Nesbitt's Pet Shop of Horrors. Go ahead, darling. Hi, Mr. Nesbitt. Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. I was on my break. Hi, Gaz. Good to see you, Freck. Um, Maribel. Hello, Gary. Well, come on in. Can I show you around? Oh, look at all the puppies. 
We do have a lot of puppies. Look at these guys. Aren't they adorable? They're some of the most adorable dogs you're ever going to see in your life. Oh, they're so cute. Now, hold on there, little lady. Last time I brought you home a puppy, you refused to feed him. And you refused to let us feed him. He died. Well, because I thought all of his food looked so good. It was better than what Mother was cooking. Oh, now, now. You love your omelets. Omelet schmomlets. I want a puppy. Today's about Mother. I don't want to step into family business, but young lady, I have to tell you, a puppy is a big responsibility. You have to walk it, you have to feed it, you have to give it fresh water, you have to bathe it once a day, you have to pick plant matter out of its fur. There's a lot of work you have to do on a dog. It's more work than having a baby. And don't even get me started on a weekend with a dog. You have to train it. You have to teach it to do tricks. You have to tell it not to look at you while you're naked. Now, unfortunately, Judy, Mother's not scared of puppies. Where's the snake aisle? Away in the back. We keep the snakes back there where it's dark. They appreciate it in the dark. You see, Gary, my mixed-up wife has got some sort of harebrained schemes. She's going to face her fears right here in your place of business. Apparently, I'm scared of snakes. Well, we'll have to walk past the cockatiels and parakeets to get back to the snakes. Ooh, the birds! Look how pretty the birds are. Can we get one, Papa? Oh, no, little lady. Last time I brought home a bird for you, you ate it. Now, I don't mean to meddle in family business. But I gotta tell you, a bird, young lady, is a big responsibility. You have a lot. You have to feed it. You have to water it. You have to take bird seed out of the light bird seed and separate it out because some birds are picky eaters. You have to. You have to teach it to say things that aren't. Uh, questionable for when company comes over and maybe it drops some sort of racial epithet. These are things you have to worry about with a bird. Phooey, I don't want a bird. A bird's too much work. No bird should be kept in the cage. So beautiful. So sad that their lovely wings have been clipped. Mother, this bird reminds me of you. It's in its cage, shaking. It looks all hungry and... Sad. That looks like me after a diet. It looks like you after a shower. All wet and nude. I don't like that singing. Those birds are singing, aren't they? I don't like it. Why, they're singing a wonderful tune. What's that tune, Mr. Nesbitt? That's called bird song, and these are South American birds, so that's in Spanish. South American? I don't like foreigners or singing birds. Quick, let's get to the snake aisle. Well, it's quite a ways back, because this used to be a house of horrors. It's a sort of place where... Kids can come on Halloween time and get scared. It's fun. It's like our house when Mother doesn't take her medications. Or put on her face. All right, all right. It's Mother's Day. We're still working on converting it. I mean, you're going to see there's a werewolf graveyard, and we have a couple of ghosts that are just still here because I haven't gotten to fixing that up yet. Uh, but here we are, and uh, reptiles. Gosh, it's like a cave in here. Wow. It's like the Garden of Eden, only sexier. Well... Uh, if you'd like me to take one of the snakes out of a cage... Oh, yes, please, please! Well, Maribel, which one looks like the one you want to face down? Let me see. This one's cute, Mother. It has little beady eyes. Oh, look at this one. It's only got two legs. Honey, that's a gecko. Look at this little critter. Well, she looks friendly, doesn't she? Look, she's rising up and twirling all around. Yeah, that's an inborn defense mechanism for the snake, and they're feeling very threatened. That's what they do when they feel backed into a corner. Why, I don't feel scared at all. In fact, I feel drawn to her. Why, Maribel, don't get too close. It's squirting venom upon the glass. Those are sex juices. See, Freck, they're sex juices. What are Freck's juices? Judy, why don't you go get lost for an hour or so? Can I have a quarter? Here's a copper penny. 
Oh, no, I dropped it. It went under the snake aquarium. Oh, I'll get it. Let me see. Where is that funny little penny? There it is. I see. Oh, Mother, are you okay? I'm, I'm stuck. Maribel, don't move. That snake is pressing its face up to the glass right by yours. Don't worry. It's a very thin piece of glass. She's beautiful. You're not afraid of her? Let me see. Well, you can't reach in there. That's a terrible idea. Mother, no. Oh, it's fine. Oh, look, she's wrapping herself around my wrist like so many diamond tennis bracelets you never gave me, Freck. Now stop all of this Cleopatra nonsense and uncoil that reptile at once. Why, I don't feel afraid at all. Mother, what about your hand? It's still stuck. Do you feel afraid of being stuck? Not really. Well, then what are you afraid of? We came here because you were afraid, and I want a puppy. So, well, I thought I was afraid of snakes. Why did you think you were afraid of snakes? Well, because the doctor said I was. Well, why did he think you were? Well, I had a funny dream where I was on stage and all these people were watching me. Well, why were you on stage? Yeah, that's the bigger question. I was on stage because I had something to say. No, that's not right. Not say. Oh, those birds again? Oh, I had something... To sing. Sing? Mother, singing's for hussies and loopholes. You sound just like your grandmother. Well, that's right. I had something to sing, but you all wouldn't let me sing it. Of course we wouldn't let you sing it. <laughs> that would be funny, wouldn't it, Father? First snakes, now singing. No wife of mine is going to be a circus trollop. Let's stop this at once and get back to church candy. If you need some sheet music, you can head over to Gary Nesbitt's piano home. Now, wait a minute, everyone. I'm your mother, I'm your wife, and I'm your customer. Turns out, all along, I've been scared of singing my song. What song, mother? A specific song? You wrote a song? I never thought I did, but turns out, I had. It's called Complete Joy, and I'm going to sing it, because I'm going to face my fears. I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not going to be a bird in a cage any longer, Judy. Me? What did I do? Freck? Me? I'm just great. Gary Nesbitt? You're frightening the animals. You can't stop me now. Stop her, Father. Stop her. I do a lot in this family, and I'm unappreciated. And you're going to listen to me, because I might be a woman, but I'm still a person. Mom, you're scaring me. Now you all sit down, and you listen to your mother. Mother, I've never seen you move with such ease. 
why your breasts are enlarging. You're lifting off the ground. You're flying. I know, Judy. Isn't it wonderful? And now that I am singing, I finally found complete joy. I love my blender, Ken, my mixer, Steve, and my toaster, Roy. I am not afraid of things like snakes. That guy was wrong. And now I realize I am not scared of my own song. Winifred, is that you? I'm Winifred. Wait a minute. Where am I? <laughs> you mean you don't remember? We snuck out here three days ago. You've been sleeping ever since. Three days? I was surrounding you with pebbles and straw. I was going to bury you because I thought you were dead. What have we been doing in the field, Winifred? Well, we were doing our special little finger dance. And no one's come to find me? No one needed to. I was here the whole time watching over you, staring at your body. Oh, I must have been having one of my fever dreams. Why, that means complete joy uh, was all in my mind. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Winifred? I'm Winifred. Was I singing a song in my sleep? Oh, you were singing. You were like a lark. You liked my song? <gasps> oh, your song sent a vibration through my body that I've never experienced. So I did sing my song. Now I gotta get home. It's nearly three o'clock and Freck will be expecting his roast beef. I'll never forget our times in the field. I won't either, Winifred. I'm Winifred. I know. Thank you. I have to leave, actually, right now. You're really wearing on my nerves. Well, well. Bye now. All right. Goodbye, Winifred. And now that I'm singing, honey, I've found complete joy. I love my husband, Fred, my daughter. Congratulations! You have completed Complete Joy! Good luck in the future, best wishes, and now, let me hear you scream for joy! This has been Complete Joy with Amanda Lund as Maribel May, Jeff Davis as Mr. Maribel's dad, Matt Gourley as Mrs. Maribel's mom, Dr. Freudenwagen, and Franklin May. Maria Blasucci as Martha Beaklittle and Judy May. And me, Mark McConville, as Gary Nesbitt and announcer guy Mort Kleinman. Thank you for listening to Complete Joy with Maribel May. All you ladies are full of joy. They should make one of these for men. Stay tuned. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.